Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. The following message is titled, This is That Day, and was spoken by Pastor Gary Keller. We hope and pray this message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Today I'm taking you to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, that's a key statement, the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And finally, verse 4, but ye, brethren, ye, talking to the church, the ecclesia, the called out, the redeemed, ye are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. In other words, we're going to be tuned into God's spirit, God's will, God's plan for the last day. And he's saying that that last day, although we don't know the time, but we do know the seasons, that last day, we will be aware that his coming is imminent. And so that day will not overtake us. We are not in darkness. We are in light. And with that said, I'm going to speak to you today from this thought. This is that day. I want to say it again. This is that day that he was talking about. So I would say today at the beginning, keep your eye on the eastern horizon. Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth again. Make no mistake about it. This is the rapture generation and Jesus is soon to return. Just listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ as recorded by Luke in chapter 17. Jesus said to his disciples, now this is so important for us to understand this because this is going to be indicative. This is going to be exactly what the last day is going to look like. And so he's sharing that with his disciples and I share it with you today. Jesus said to the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. For they shall say to you, See here or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of one part of heaven under heaven shineth unto another part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation, I think that's indicative of the very hour we're living in right now, rejected of this generation on so many fronts. Next verse, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day, we're talking about the day, the Son of Man, when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, 
Let him not come down. In other words, don't be encumbered with the things of this world. Don't let him come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, likewise, not return back. Remember Lot's wife. So in this passage of Scripture, we see clearly that the Lord Jesus Christ is saying to us that for many, it will just be business as usual until... That's the key word today for this message. They'll just be going, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted. It's just you business as usual until. That is the key word. You see, then Jesus said, well, listen carefully, so shall also the coming be the coming of the Son of Man. So what, what is he saying there? He's saying this is the way it's gonna be. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold all it's just business as usual. And that's the way it's going to be when I return, Jesus is saying, business as usual until. I'm so glad there is and until. I'm glad that we can mark it down. Jesus Christ is coming back. And when he comes back, ladies and gentlemen, there will be three classes of people. Only three classes of people when Jesus returns to this earth for a second time. There will be those that the Bible calls scoffers, mocking the second coming of the Lord. Where is the promise of his coming? There will also be those who are the procrastinators. They, they know something's going to happen, but they just won't get it together. They won't prepare for the second coming. And then I hope you find yourself in the third category, and that is this. There will be those who are looking for the second coming of the Lord, looking for his return, and that's us. And throughout the scripture, if you'll allow me for a moment to share with you how important the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is to the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you know that, Pastor? Because men of old wrote as they were inspired by the Holy Ghost. Old and New Testament. And as they wrote the Old Testament and the New Testament, they wrote under the inspiration of the anointing of God. And we find this here in your Bible. There are biblical predictions that affirm our assurance of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is a word of prophecy confirming, confirming that this is that day. You see it throughout Old and New Testament. In other words, one out of every 30 verses in your Bible mentions the subject of the Lord's return or the end time or as we're preaching today, this is that day. One out of every 30 verses. Of the 216 chapters in the New Testament, there are over 300 references to the return of Christ. Only four books in your New Testament out of 27 do not mention the second coming of the Lord, which means that one twentieth of the entire New Testament is dedicated to the subject of the return of the Lord or what we're preaching about today. This is that day that one twentieth of your New Testament tells us about. In the Old Testament, you will find Job and Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah. You will find Daniel and most of the minor prophets 
all spoke of the Lord's return. And notwithstanding, Jesus spoke of his own return, especially after that he had revealed to the disciples that he was going to die. He said, I'm going to Calvary, I'm going to the cross, but I'm coming back. He spoke very clearly and distinctly, uh, not vague. He wasn't vague. As a matter of fact, he never talked uh, in, in vague and uncertain terms when it came to, he spoke a lot of parables, but he made it straightforward. It was, there was no story mixed in with this. When he spoke of his second coming, he was straightforward with the, with the disciples preparing them for the second coming. So listen to his words in Matthew chapter seven. Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. You want to go to heaven with us? You have to do the will of almighty God. Many will say to me, Jesus is speaking here. Many will say to me in that day, the second coming of the Lord in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? In your name, we cast out devils. In your name, we did many wonderful works. And then Jesus said, I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Oh, we are living in that hour, the hour of iniquity. Listen to what Paul wrote to, second in, to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, this know also that in the last days, that's what we're talking about, that day, the second coming of the Lord, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves covetous, boastered, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. The list goes on. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. With, with that said, here is some good news. I know you're ready for some good news this morning. Well, here's the good news about that day. And this is that day. This is that day. And the Lord Jesus Christ has promised that regardless of how iniquity abounds and regardless of how the spirit of the Antichrist moves in the land, he said in that day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And I will say before I read Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 14, we all need a personal, powerful Pentecostal experience. Let me say it again. We need a move of God that he promised in his word that in the last day or that day, this is that day. Hallelujah. He said, I know there'll be those that deny the power. There'll be those that are heady and high-minded and, 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 and there'll be those that, that walk on in iniquity and they follow the spirit of the antichrist. But he said in that day, there's going to be some that are going to follow me. They're going to be filled with my spirit. Listen to Acts chapter two, but Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said to them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk as you think they are, seeing that it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, 
I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's this very moment. That's the, that day he was talking about. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on your servants and handmaidens will I pour out in those days my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven and the signs in the earth beneath fire, blood and a vapor of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and noble day of the Lord. He said in this passage, it shall come to pass, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for a mighty move of God. I'm tired of hearing about all the perplexities and all the turmoil. We know that that's there and we are living through that. But in the midst of living through that, Praise God, we have the promise of the baptism of God's Spirit resting upon us, giving us authority and power and dominion through the name of Jesus Christ. No wonder John said in 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Why did you overcome? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And in the amplified version of that verse, it goes like this, little children, you are of God, you belong to him, you have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he that is in this world. That begs the question, are you ready? Are you ready for that day? Listen to Malachi chapter 3 verse 18. Then shall you return. Watch this now. This is very important. You find yourself in one of these two categories. Then shall he, ye return and discern between righteous and wicked. Are you righteous this morning? Are you living a righteous life? Are you dedicated to Jesus Christ? Or do you fall into the category of the wicked? Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Oh Lord, I hope you find yourself as a righteous person, filled with God's spirit, filled with faith and not fear, filled with light and not darkness. I hope you find yourself as one that is serving the Lord. My question this morning is this, are you serving the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, with all of your soul, with all of your body? Are you serving him? Can you praise him today? Can you worship the Lord Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth? Well, here's some good news. This is that day and we will praise him with the prophetic words of Isaiah. Therefore, Isaiah said, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day, ah, praise God. In that day, ye shall say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doing among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. I've got to read that again. I've got to, I've got to take you back to Isaiah chapter 12, verse three and four. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in 
in that this day right here, this very moment is what he was talking about. In that day, you shall say, praise the Lord. In that day, you will call upon his name. In that day, you will declare what he is doing among the people. And in that day, you will make mention that his name is exalted. Got some good news for you today. This is that day. And it's that day that the Lord will establish his word where? In your hearts and in your minds, according to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law into their heart and into their minds will I write the word of God upon them. He's saying there's coming a day, hallelujah, a day that we're going to have a breakthrough. Can I preach to somebody today that it's not God's will for you to be bound. It's not God's will for the spirit of the age and the spirit of the antichrist and the spirit of iniquity to have you bound. This is a day of victory. This is a day that God wants you to be set free. This is a day when he wants the chains to fall off of you. This is the day he wants the yoke to be taken off of you. It's not God's will for you to be bound. It's not God's will for you to be in fear. It's not God's will for the enemy to have the upper hand. It is the will of God for you to be set free on this Sunday morning. It's the will of God for God's power and God's spirit and God's presence to come right there into your living room, into your family room, wherever you're listening and watching this around the world. It is God's will for you to be set free. Not God's will for you to be bound. It is not God's will for the yoke of heaviness to be upon you. It is not God's will for the yoke of fear to be upon you. It is not God's will for the spirit of darkness to be upon you. According to Genesis, we find that this is the day that the Lord will break the yoke off of you. Hear this preacher on this Sunday morning. This is the day that God desires to break the yoke off of your life. He wants to break it off of your life. We've got evidence from the Old Testament starting in Genesis chapter 27 and verse 40. Thou shalt break his yoke off thy neck. God is saying the enemy has put a yoke around you, but God's going to break that yoke off in this day. Hallelujah. Leviticus 26, 13. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. I'm telling you there are people from New Life Christian Center that can attest to the fact that God broke the bands off of them. God took the yoke off of them and now they're walking upright. Now they are righteous, not self-righteous, but the righteousness of God is on the inside of them. In 1 Kings 12 and 4 it says our yoke was grievous and a heavy yoke that he put upon us. Isaiah 9 and four for thou hast broken the yoke of his burden. These are great scriptures. Isaiah 58 and 6, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and ye break every yoke. Listen to that again. Listen to it carefully. 
This is God's will. This is God's plan. God wants to break every yoke of wickedness off of you. He wants to undo the heavy burden. He wants you to go free. He wants the oppressed to be set free. And his desire is to break every yoke. Jeremiah 2 and 20 of old time, I've broken their yokes. Ezekiel 34, 27, I have broken the bands of their yoke. Nahum, Nahum 1, 13, I will break the yoke off of thee. Now that's good news. That's wonderful news. Hallelujah. That's good news that tells us. You go back and look carefully. Genesis, Leviticus, 1 Kings, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Nahum. They all have one message and that is God will break the yoke off of you. But the enemy is a professional at taking those things that God has broken off of your life and putting them back together again and putting them on you until you are laden down. In other words, God breaks it off. The enemy puts it back together, puts it back on you, and there you are again. You've got the burden again. You've got the heartache again. You've got the pain again. And so God breaks it off of you again and you get victory for a little while but it's not too long. The enemy is a professional at putting those things that God has broken off of your life back together and challenging you with them again. The good news is he will break the yoke off of your life. But let's not just talk about the good news on this Sunday morning. Let's talk about the great news. And here is the great news that this is that day where the Lord Jesus Christ stands ready to destroy the yoke off of your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit, and your body. According to Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27 it shall come to pass in that day this is talking about right now it's talking about the very hour we're living in it's talking about what you're dealing with that's been broke off of you time and time again and the enemies put it back on you God broke the yoke and the enemy put it back on you God broke the yoke again and the enemy put it back on you God broke it a third time and the enemy put it back on you but can I tell you this is a new hour this is a new day because this scripture in Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27 tells us that something special is going to happen in that day and this is that day that his burden shall be taken away from off his shoulders and his yoke from off of his neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing I'm just telling you this is an hour when God is not just going to break that yoke off of you. He said in that day, I'm going to destroy the yoke that the enemy has placed upon you. If you're in fear, God's going to destroy that fear. If you're in sickness, I declare God's going to destroy that sickness. If you're in the darkness of night, God's going to bring light to you. I'm just preaching to someone. It's time for you to move into another dimension. It's time for you to trust God. It's time for you to stand on the word 
word of God, it's time for you to say, Lord, I'm tired of these things being broken off of my life. And then once again, they're put back together and now I'm dealing with it again. Not today, not this hour. No, no, no. This is a new, this is that day when he said, I will destroy the yoke. Enemy, you've got to go. Fear, you've got to go. Sickness, you've got to go. Darkness, you've got to go. Doubts, you've got to go. Unbelief, you've got to go. And you're going to go permanently because the Holy Ghost that's in this house is going to destroy everything the enemy has put on you. I declare it in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not be able to put this back together again, but God is going to destroy it. And God is going to set you free. And God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. This is that day that Isaiah talked about when God, through the anointing, will destroy the yoke. Get ready. It's coming. Get ready for your miracle. Get ready for your blessing. Get ready for your new day. Get ready for God's touch to rest upon you. Get ready for the anointing to make the difference. Get ready for the anointing to set you free. Get ready for a new hour and a new moment and a new day because of the anointing of God that's going to destroy the yoke. Yes, he's coming back. Yes, he is coming back. And he's coming back soon. I've got a few scriptures to share with you before we pray. And this is that day. This is that day that the Lord is coming back. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 and 28. And as it was appointed unto men once to die, we all have that appointment. After you're, after you're dead, the next statement says, then judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him. There it is. Looking for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. You've got to look for him this morning. You've got to look deep in your heart. You've got to look deep in your spirit. You've got to look deep in your mind and say, Lord, I want you. I need you. Listen to 2 Timothy 4 and 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. I love that. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me when? At that day. This is that day. And not to me only, but unto all of them that love his appearing. Titus chapter 2, verse 11, 12, and 13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. How should we live? We should live righteously and godly and soberly in this present world. Why? Because we are looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And my last verse today is this. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. The trial of your faith. And I know you're in that trial. I know it's trying your faith, but God's got this and God's with you and he's not going to break the yoke. He's going to destroy the yoke. Receive that today in Jesus name. And here's the last verse that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. When? When is this coming? When is the glory and the praise and the honor coming? At the appearing of Jesus Christ. So this is that day. Get ready. Jesus is coming back. 
I wish I could give an altar call. I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost right here. But we can have an altar call, not around the altars at New Life Christian Center, but right there in your living room, right there in your, wherever you are today, we can have an altar call together. And I want to pray, and I want you to receive God. I want you to allow the Holy Ghost to touch you. I want you to listen carefully as God speaks to your heart through what's been shared here today. This is that day. And Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.